scripture memory verse tonight, Psalms 119, 9. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Psalm 119, 9. Anybody else? Yes, please. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Psalms 119.9. Good job. Anybody else? Psalm 119.9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Wherewithal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where is it? Uh, Where's the scripture at? Psalm 119.9. Yeah, I know it says wherewithal. <laughs> I'm like, nobody uses wherewithal anymore. <laughs> no. And that King James, I'm uh, looking at it going, oh my goodness, uh, wherewithal. Anybody else want to try it? We've had this scripture before, so I know that some of you already know it. We've actually been through, I think this might be the third or fourth time that I have actually went through... Uh, this section uh, we did 9 10 11 we did 9 through uh, 16 before uh, I think this time we're just going to do 9 10 and 11 we'll do 9 this week and 10 next week and then 11 the following God willing uh, anybody else 119 9 <clears throat> how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word Psalm 119.9. Good job. Anybody else? Psalm 119.9. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Psalms 119.9. Good job. Anybody else? Anybody else? Of course, using the masculine pronoun, it's a how can a young person, how can a young man, how can a young woman cleanse his way? Now, now think about this first of all. Um, why is the question being asked? Evidently, we need to be cleansed, or why would the question even be asked in the Word of God? How can a young man cleanse his way? Now, cleanse means to be innocent. Cleanse means to be innocent, to make clean, to count pure. Listen to that. How can I be counted pure? How can I be innocent? How can I be made clean? Now, it, it, like I said, uh, it gives itself there the means that we need to understand that there's something wrong. So we need to be cleansed. Now let's look. Look back up at verse 1. The beginning. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Blessed are those that are not unclean. Those that do not need to be clean. Who walk in the law of the Lord. That's how they live. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. That's the heart that you want to keep them. Who seek him with their whole heart. They also do no inequity. They're doing no wrong. They walk in his ways. Listen, this is the blessing of the Lord. This is how you're blessed. 
You, you don't want to be defiled in your way. You want to keep his testimonies. You want to seek him with your whole heart. You don't do any iniquity. In all your ways, you, you, they walk in all of his ways. Or excuse me, walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed. When I look into all your commandments, I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. See, the psalmist knows that he's defiled. The psalmist knows that the one that is not defiled is the one that's going to be blessed. Okay? And so when you're looking at it, there is a specific mark that we need to hit. There's a place that we need to fall. The, the amazing thing is, is we can't do it in our, on our own self. It has to be the righteousness of Jesus Christ. How can a young man cleanse his way? His way means your, your, uh, uh, your manner, your path, your race. You see, that's the only way the, the word race is used in the Bible, right? Oh, yeah. Is when you're running a race. It's never used as a people class. Only the world does that to divide and conquer. They want to destroy. So they start talking about race and race baiting and separating things. The Bible only uses the word race as running a race. So, so your way is a race. How do you make your race or your path or your manner in life? Your, how do you become pure? You believe in Jesus. You take heed according to God's word. And we know that his word says that, that, that none are righteous. No, not one. That all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us are undefiled. And the only way to become undefiled is to believe in God's provision. His living word, Jesus Christ. His, his word come to earth and took flesh and dwelt among us. And he died for us after living a perfect life. And he says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And when you're saved, born again, you get his righteousness, his cleansing. You're set apart, sanctified for God's good service. Instantly, that sanctification happens. And you're cleansed, you're perfect, you're clean, you're pure positionally. But then now God wants to, he wants to sanctify you, heart, soul, and body, all of you. Not just your soul's already positionally sanctified, but now he wants your, your soul, your spirit, and he wants your body to follow. So he begins to train you and teach you. And how can a young man cleanse his way? There, how can you do that except by following the written word now? Following the heart of God. Being led by the spirit of God <coughs> for the glory of God. So God has given us his provision for the sin nature. His provision to cleanse us. To wash us clean. To make us innocent. It's the righteousness of Christ. He became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and now man's responsibility is what to take heed according to your word listen to me because this is very important there are churches that teach 
that all you have to do is believe in Jesus. I had a person scream, scream loud at me yesterday and said, no, 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 Jesus is enough. And I'm like, wait a minute. Positionally, yes. And we're finished, yes. But practically, we have to be sanctified and walk it out. Practically, he's still wanting us to obey. And yet, most people think all you have to do is say a prayer. And since I believe in my heart, I'm okay. But the proof that you actually believe, the evidence that you believe and that the Spirit of God comes in is that you've been washed and cleansed, is that you have a desire now to run the race. Not jog, not walk, but run a race to win. You want to run it for Jesus. And you like, we always put these jerseys on and then some factory might uh, sponsor a team. Our team's name says Jesus on it. And, and we're running for him. We're living for him. We're not running for anybody else but for him. And whatever his causes are, whatever his way is, that's how you cleanse your way. You begin to obey. It says by taking heed. Well, what does that mean? The word heed, it means to observe, to regard, to hedge about you the ways of God, to follow it. Notice, notice he doesn't say this. Listen. Notice he doesn't say, how can a young man cleanse his way? By reading your word. Listen, because I encourage you guys to get in the word prayer and fellowship. I encourage you to read it, to memorize it. But listen, knowing it is not enough to cleanse your way. James says in 122, he says, but be doers and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Many people read it, many people hear it, but you have to hear and read and regard it and receive it and observe it with a heart that wants to obey it. Listen to me. To become like Christ, to be conformed into his image, when we read it, we're reading it to shape our lives, to, to, to follow his way. And so when our way gets in his way, we follow his way and we die to self about what we want to do. Are you with me on that? How do you cleanse your way? Well, you don't keep putting mud on yourself. You don't say, oh, I love you, Lord Jesus, and I'm washed clean, and I'm, I'm going to heaven. And then you go on back to living the same way you've been doing as a pig in the mire, in the mud. By taking heed, by regarding, by living according to your word, the word of God. Not just the living word who sent his spirit back to lead us, as Romans 8.14 says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. But using it as a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, as 119.105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So now, what does the word do? It's, it's the perfect law of liberty, James calls it. It's a mirror that you look into and it tells you what your soul is doing. It tells you what your body is doing. It tells you how you're running the race. When you look into the word of God, it's a lamp and it shines right down on your feet. And it tells you right where you're standing at. That lamp does, just like it's on an end table. It's a lamp and you go, wow, my feet are walking on the path of God's highway. My path is clean. 
the lamp is on my feet, then the light shines up in front of you. So it's not just on you to, to, to show you that it's a lamp, but it's a light that shines up in front of you. So you follow the light. You follow the light that it's shining. You follow the way that it's telling you. And so the lamp clearly shows you where your feet are. So if you want your feet to be cleansed, you cannot keep your feet in the world. Feet is always talking about your walk with God, your life with God, how you're living. So if this lamp of the word of God shines on your feet and your feet are out in the world instead of in the word, prayer, and fellowship, it's going to be hard to see the reflection of that light shining up in front of you to know which way to go when COVID strikes, to know which way to go when other things strike in your life. When there's a fiery trial, what do I do? Where do I run? How do I deal with this? Do we in fear perish? Do we listen to the government who's been lying to us and deceiving us? Listen, the Bible's always been clear. Anytime anybody tells you to do anything which disobeys the word of God, you're being cleansed of your ways and the world's ways and the devil's ways so that we can walk in God's ways. That's what salvation is. Anytime anybody ever tells you to do anything that's against the word of God, you have God's permission and blessing to reject that. I don't care where it's at. In society, in the marriage, I don't care where it's at. You have God's blessing to reject evil always. Now listen, rejecting evil and standing for God has consequences when you're in the world and you're behind enemy lines. When, when we're in this world. I didn't tell you that that would not reap maybe an attack from the government, maybe an attack from somebody else, maybe some very much sorrow and pain. But we're supposed to follow God's ways always. God's ways always. Does not mean that there will not be suffering. Christ suffered greatly at the hands of his creation. And if he would have spoke up, they would have said, he's innocent, turn him loose. Yet he remained silent as a lamb before his shears. How can we cleanse our way? We need to be cleansed. And there's everything out there. Listen to me. Your body, soul, and spirit needs to be cleansed. Your mind needs to be healed. And there's everything out there saying, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. Turn in here. We'll give you a pill. We'll give you a this. We'll give you that. We'll give you the new self-help book. We'll give you 10 steps to, to, to ponder. But the only way that the word of God gives is by taking heed. If you want to be innocent, you want to be made clean, you want to be made whole, you have to observe God's written word. Follow God's living word. Be looking for his voice in your life. See, his spoken word has been recorded. It's written down on page. Be listening because he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And if you hear an audible voice, listen to me. If you hear an audible voice, I'm not saying you're going to. But make sure it always lines up with his word. He might repeat himself and say, listen, listen, I tell you the truth, I tell you the truth. 
but he will not contradict himself. He will not contradict his written word. His written word is forever spoken. It's written down. Here is your instruction. 66 books by 40 authors written by the Holy Spirit that helped you to understand the heart of God. It's, it's about his story, his history of what he's doing, who he is, where we get to be privileged to be involved with his kingdom if we will allow him to cleanse us first by believing that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. That's the beginning of sanctification. And then you have to have practical walk with God. And then the end of that race is when we get to heaven. Glorified. Glorified. See, the end of that race where you receive a crown and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. And then we take the crowns off, of course, and lay them down at his feet because only he is worthy. He's the only one that has done anything for us, but he gives us the credit for it now. So your responsibility, if you believe in Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the Father has sent the Son, the Son has sent the Spirit, or asked the Father to send us another. And so it's all provided for us. All we have to do is take heed. Take heed, observe, regard God's word, his truth. And I believe, place it as the number one thing in our life that shines on our feet. And it's a light to our path. It'll tell you where to go tomorrow. It's training you right now to see the path ahead of you so that you don't turn into the evil way. You don't turn back to the old way. You don't turn and follow some liar, but you stay moving forward how do you do that? Well, it's verse 10. It's next week's scripture. Verse 10, next week's scripture. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. God's keeping grace. Listen, you seek him with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Seek to take heed according to his word. You're already sealed, sanctified, set apart. If you have a desire to do this. And then the psalmist says. Oh let me not wonder from your commandments. So evidently it's possible. First we know that we need to be cleansed. But it's evidently possible. To turn from his commandments. To turn from his word. To begin to follow some charlatan. Or in our heart to deceive ourselves. And just do what we want to do. And say I'm okay. Everything's fine. So the psalmist says, you keep me, Lord. You remind me, Lord. Let me not wonder. Because our hearts are prone to wonder. Remember when Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, considering the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What's my point? Living sacrifices. What do they do? They get up and they wander away. They can move off the path. 
They move away from the lamp that's on their feet and the light that's on the path. And they wander. And they go into, as sheep, sheep go into raging waters. And they try to get a little drink and the water sucks them in and kills them. They go behind the barn and they're lost. They go, bah! So the psalmist cries out, Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. And then he says, Your word I have hidden in my heart. Treasured is what the NASB says. It's a treasure. The word of God is far, far worth far more than rubies or sapphires or gold or silver. Yet man chases the gold and the toys and we never search out the word of God. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we can treasure your word. Thank you that you have made us undefiled. You have blessed us. And Lord, we cry out and we now acknowledge that the way to cleanse our way is to continue, abide, and remain in your word. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to obey it and observe it and follow it until we see you face to face. In Jesus' name, amen.